Well, it's good to see you this morning. Uh, We continue a sermon series that has been based on the scripture passages that Amy Jill Levine is highlighting in her book, Light of the World. And I've been intentional in trying not to duplicate what she says and, uh, and make some of the same observations that she makes, because I hope that you would use this book as an additional supplement to your Advent and Christmas season. I, I, I really enjoy reading the book. Uh, today's passages that she deals with in chapter 4 of her book were actually the first 40 verses of Luke chapter 2. And as much as you enjoy listening to me preach, I didn't think you wanted me to try to tackle all 40. And so I've been trying to figure out what in the world could I focus on in those 40 verses of Scripture. And I confess to you that this passage of Scripture, Luke 2, verses 1 through 40, is one of the most difficult passages of Scripture to preach on. And it's because you all know the story. You've you've heard this story for your entire lives. I mean, it's a pretty simple, straightforward story, right? Mary and Joseph are headed to Bethlehem because they have to complete a census and they have to go back to wherever the the male husband, the husband of the family, where his people are from. And so they go to Bethlehem because that's where Joseph's ancestors are from. And Mary is Great with child. I mean, she is pregnant. She's about to pop. And all of a sudden, the baby comes. But there's no place for them to stay while they're there. And so the baby ends up being born in a stable. More specifically, in a manger in a stable. Uh, Not exactly the kind of place where you would expect the Messiah to be born. Meanwhile, there are a group of shepherds, they're keeping watch over their flocks by night, and all of a sudden an angel of the Lord appears to them and shares with them the good news about Jesus' birth. And then we're told that those shepherds, as Miss Nancy talked about in the children's sermon, then began a search to go find those shepherds. And as if one angel is not enough, then apparently this whole multitude of the heavenly host also comes to the angels in the field that night and says, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill toward those whom God favors or peace toward men and women and children. It's a it's a pretty straightforward story. I mean, you've heard this story preached one way, different ways, all kinds of ways ever since you've been a child, many of you. And so what is it that I could say today about a story that you know so well? Well, I, reading the passage this week, began to ask myself, what sort of questions come to mind for me? Maybe I can't say something that you've never heard before, but as I read the text, what's the question that pops off the page for me? And the question that kept coming to mind for me this week was, Why the shepherds? Why the shepherds? I mean, if you think about the shepherds, they're not the only ones to see Jesus. But but everybody else, it seems like there's a much clearer reason why God chose 
to allow them to see Jesus. Think about the Magi. The Magi were learned people. They had been studying the stars. They believed that the heavens could tell them things about what was going to happen in the world. And, and they had observed this one particular star. And this star, they were convinced, would lead them to a king born to the Jews. And, and so these uh, wise men, these Magi, were searching for this king following that star and so it makes sense while they're in the story. They were seeking Jesus. They were seeking the king. And then there's a the story of Simeon. You remember Simeon has been in the temple. He has been praying that he, before he died, would see the Messiah. And, and he has been led to believe that God is not going to let him die until he lays eyes onto the Messiah. And sure enough, one day while he's in the temple, all of a sudden Mary and Joseph walk in with Jesus. And, and he is convinced that Jesus is the Messiah for whom he has waited and you remember the prayer he prayed? He said, God, you can take me on to the big house now. I have seen the Messiah. So it's easy to see while they were there, he'd been promised that before he would die, Simeon would see Jesus. And then there's Anna. Anna's also in the temple. She's been widowed for a long time. She's at least 84 years of age. She stays in the temple day and night, worshiping and praising God and praying. And she has been looking for the consolation of Jerusalem. And as soon as she sees Jesus, she is certain that that's the one that she's been seeking that that's the one she's been waiting on. But why the shepherds? How do they fit into this story? Why in the world would God come to them? Why would God choose to reveal God's Son after only Mary and Joseph to a group of uneducated, common folk in a field? So I began to wonder, why is it that 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 Jesus uh, was one of the first that the shepherds were one of the first people to see Jesus? The first thing that I came up with is that maybe it was just because of when Jesus was born. You know, maybe Jesus was born at night and because there was no electricity back then and because it was typically uh, true that as soon as the sun went down, you began to get ready to go to bed back in those days. Maybe Jesus was born at night and so the God had to tell somebody God was happy like anybody would be that a child was born. And so God found the only people working the night shift back in Jesus' day. To go tell them about the birth of Jesus. Maybe that's why the shepherds were uh, told. Maybe it's because God wanted us to know that you can hear a word from the Lord anywhere and at any time. You remember how Zechariah found out that he was going to be the father of John the Baptist because an angel came to him where? In the temple. And you remember that when Mary found out that she was going to be the mother of Jesus, the Messiah, where did the angel come to her? In her home. And so maybe God is saying, hey, I can come to you when you're in church. I can come to you when you're in the house. I can come to you when you're out in the middle of nowhere in a field. Maybe that's why God chose to reveal to the shepherds the birth of 
of Jesus. Maybe the reasons why the shepherds were told about Jesus' birth is because the shepherds care for vulnerable animals. Vulnerable things. Vulnerable animals. You remember several weeks ago I was preaching a sermon series and I talked to you that sheep aren't the smartest animals in the animal kingdom. And, and truth be told is, is that if a sheep doesn't have a shepherd, there's a really, really good chance that the sheep is going to end up injured or maybe even dead. Uh, maybe that's why uh, the shepherds were told, because Christ Himself came for the least and the last and the lost. Christ had a special place in His heart for people that the rest of the world overlooked, the vulnerable and the oppressed and the poor. So maybe that's why God revealed the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. Maybe God did it so that we would be reminded of how God has always had a special place in His heart for sheep, for shepherd. Uh, if you think back throughout the story of the Bible, there have been all sorts of ways that God has worked through other shepherds in Scripture. Rebecca was a shepherd. Rachel was a shepherd. Moses was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. All of them play an important role in the work of God. Even Jesus will grow up to call Himself the great shepherd to His people. So maybe that's why God chose to reveal Jesus' birth to the shepherds. Maybe God chose to reveal Jesus' birth to the shepherds because they were ceremonially unclean. You know, they're out in the middle of nowhere. It would be hard for them to keep their hands washed, to keep all of the purification laws intact and in place in their lives. And, and maybe God chose to come to the shepherds through the angel. It's because God wanted us to know that what's more important than clean hands is how clean your heart is. And so maybe that's why God came to the shepherds. Maybe God came to the shepherds because uh, these shepherds were actually uh, watching over sheep that were meant to be used in the temple for the sacrifices. And so they were trying to, to uh, foster sheep that were without blemish so that they could be offered as a pleasant and pleasing sacrifice to God. And maybe God was rewarding them for this important role and saying that I know you've been responsible for providing the lambs that would be used in the sacrifice, but behold the real Lamb of God who has now come to take away the sins of the world. Maybe that's why the angels visited the shepherds. Or... Maybe, just maybe, they came to visit the shepherds because the shepherds, just like the Magi, just like Simeon, just like Anna, the shepherds were looking for Jesus. Yes, they were common folk. Yes, they were likely uneducated. Maybe despite their lack of education, despite their commonness, they still were spiritually sensitive. Yes, even though they were not theologically trained, even though they probably never spent a lot of time at all in the house of the Lord, 
maybe they were still open to the ways that God might come. And that's why the shepherds were visited by the angels. Well, we don't really know. It could have been any of those reasons. It could have been none of those reasons why God chose to come to those shepherds. But we just know that God did. God came through an angel. And we know that when God came to the shepherds through that angel, that the shepherds got really scared. Uh, And that's not at all unusual. If you think about it in the Bible, every time an angel shows up, somebody gets scared. We don't often think of that when we think of angels, but that's exactly what happens over and over again in Scripture. And the angel says what to the shepherds? Do not fear. It's as if the angel is saying, you don't have to fear when God comes near. This is good news that I'm sharing. This is a great joy that I'm sharing Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Now the angel didn't flesh out what it means to be a Savior. Uh, I suspect that when the shepherds and those in Jesus' day were thinking about a Savior that would come, they were thinking about somebody that could free them from oppression, from slavery, from disease, uh, from uh, being under Roman rule. It will take some time for them to begin to really understand what kind of Savior this is. They will come to understand that this Savior came specifically to save from sin and from death. And then the angels of the heavenly host came to say, Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth for those whom God favors. That glory to God would be uttered again, you may remember, when Jesus makes His triumphal entry into Jerusalem for the last time before He's crucified. The foreshadowing of that heavenly host, that may be the reason why they showed up to the shepherds that night. Well, the one thing that I know is that the journey that the shepherds took to go and find the Christ is not a journey meant only for shepherds. It's also meant for you and for me. God wants us to be alert and aware and willing to go and search and seek for the many ways that God comes to us. As a baby in a manger as He comes again in final victory at the second coming, or as He comes to us in any number of ways each and every single day. When God comes near, there is no reason to fear. God just wants us to seek Him the way Anna did, the way Simeon did, the way the Magi did, and the way the shepherds did. And after the shepherds found Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger, what did they do? They went and shared Jesus with others. That is a story worth remembering.
Let's be like shepherds and let's seek the Christ in the many ways that He seeks to come. And when we've experienced that coming, let's share it with others.